Welcome to the New Hope 365 podcast. We would like to invite you to join us on April 4th for a very special Easter celebration. We will have a different meeting time as well as some special activities happening, so be sure to visit our website, newhope365.church, for all the details. And now, here is today's message. I don't think anybody starts out doing any things that you just saw on, on video and goes, gosh, I hope that I fail and that when I fail, it produces disappointment. It produces disappointment because nobody, nobody goes, gosh, I hope this disappoints me, the outcome. The, the, nobody, nobody thinks I, that way, at least that I've met. And so today, um, Palm Sunday and disappointments fork in the road. If you want to title what I'm talking about today, disappointments fork in the road. And sometimes our expectations aren't met, are they? Have you ever been disappointed? No, right? Yeah, of course you've been disappointed. Yeah, you've been disappointed with something, right? So, so this last week, um, it was actually uh, maybe a month ago or whatever, I went to Facebook Marketplace. Anybody go to Facebook Marketplace? Okay, yeah, you know, you find good deals sometimes, right? And, and so I needed a leaf blower, and I'm like, $10, leaf blower, sweet. And I, I you know, type in, is this available? And the guy's, yeah, come and get it. And I give him $10. I'm like, does it work? And he's like, it's great. And so I, I uh, uh, he takes it out, plugs it in, and it's a plug-in one, you know. And, and I'm like, that's great, because then it will have juice, and I'll be able to blow all the leaves that I have on my patio. So I try it out, and I take it home, and, and it worked good for about four or five times. And then this last week, I decided to, that I needed to blow out some of the stuff that was around, you know, the uh, post-winter apocalyptic stuff. You know, I just need to blow it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what is that smell? I'm like, man, this is smelling really strong. And all of a sudden... I look down, and then flames start shooting out of this, of this leaf blower. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I spent 10 bucks on this thing. And yeah, yeah, come on, 10 bucks. And I, so, so, yeah, exactly. So, so it's like, yeah, you get what you pay for, right? You get, you get what you pay for. So anyway, the disappointments. Sometimes the things that happen to you, and sometimes the things that you do are disappointing. And what do you do with that in your life? How do you manage that? What is, what is it that God may be asking us to do um, in our lives? And I'm going to go one step further in my heart to New Hope and those online as part of the New Hope family and those tuning in. What do you do when you had expectations for New Hope 365? And you go, this is what I was hoping, and this is what I was believing, and this is what I was praying for, but things aren't emerging the way I thought that they would, or I thought that they should. What do you do with that? So Palm Sunday and disappointments fork in the road so disappointments sadness or displeasure 
caused by non-fulfillment of one's hopes and expectations. Okay? I'm not alone, right? I'm not alone. And uh, if you're online and you want to type in what's a disappointment to you or what was an expectation and it didn't come to pass, type it in and have some great dialogue with the online crowd. So, in fact, let me ask you, for those of us live here, what in your life is a disappointment? Anything that you go, that was disappointing to me. Just for fun. Just for fun, I'm curious. What was, any, any disappointments? Just for fun. You go, I'm disappointed by that. Now, if it's about somebody in the room, don't go there. Okay? Because I'm not, this is not a therapy session for, for, a, so any disappointment? Did you go, that was a disappointment? Your cooking doesn't work. Yeah, ba- man, yeah, baking, disappointing. But we're glad that you still gave it a shot. What else? trying a new restaurant you go there and the service is terrible or the food is just awful or whatever or too pricey or whatever yeah it's good anybody else disappointment yeah oh yeah 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 when your plants didn't survive it through the whole frigid season in texas yeah you lose your power over you you know it just doesn't seem to be working what else yeah disappointment when your yep prayers not answered yeah we really could sit and have a great session together here if we talked about disappointments and so forth and um, biblical examples of disappointments um are plentiful aren't they yeah oh ayla Oh, online, if you didn't hear that, when you, when, when a, a, a little girl is planning to sleep over at her house and then her brother gets sick, that's incredible disappointment. I'm telling you, you know, crazy brothers. And it was probably intentional, my, you know, whatever. Okay, you know, yeah, biblical examples of disappointment are scattered throughout scripture and really test the fortitude of people abraham we know that and and i've taught on this that abraham is is told that he is going to be the father of what many nations and that he's going to from his offspring from his seed this is going to come forth and 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 then you're, you're thinking, okay, Abraham's, you know, getting into his 50s and into his 60s and into his 70s. And he's thinking, wow, this is kind of disappointing. And then his wife goes, well, hey, we have a maid. Why don't you in this disappointment go because it's not working. I'm disappointed that I can't bear a child for you, all of this. And so he, we know the story. And if you know scripture, he sleeps with his maidservant, Hagar, and, and she gets pregnant, and of course, two nations are birthed in time, and we still have the dilemma there. Birthed out of, I think, some level of disappointment. And humanly speaking terms, trying to take matters into your own hands to change the course of that disappointment. And so, we see that. How about Joseph in the Bible? Another great example. Here's this young, strapping lad, and he's handsome and his father loves him and 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 he's got these older brothers that are just jealous of his favor so to speak and you know the story joseph gets 
this amazing Technicolor dream coat. It's a joke. It's a joke. I, I still like it. And, and his brothers are jealous and decide that they're going to kill him. Reason comes into play and they say, no, we're just going to actually throw him in a pit and we're going to you know, sell him into slavery and, and then we're going to tell our dad that he was actually killed by a beast. <laughs> and, and can you imagine going from favor to standing on a slavery block? And they're going, we'll take that guy. And he's got to be thinking to himself, this is not a fork in the road that I was anticipating. This is not anything that I'm into. And then he goes and we know the story goes into to Potiphar, one of the leaders, Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's army in, in, in all of Egypt. And he's there and he's honoring God in the midst of his trials. And then the story goes that, you know, he's lied about and all kinds of things. I'm not going to get into the, 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 the main part of that story, but it leads him to, be, to go to prison for a long time. Disappointing. But what, what happens in the midst of that is that then a famine occurs in, in the land and Joseph's brothers show up and they see that this, all of a sudden Joseph is led into a place of leadership and, and it, you ought to read the story for yourself. It's incredible. And, and what does Joseph say? What does he say? When his brothers show up and ultimately all that spins out and, and Joseph is the one that helps save his family from hunger and a nation and people from hunger. What does he say? Do you remember? What, what you meant for evil, God intended for good. A fork in the road, and Joseph could have gone down one in which disappointments, dark places, it leads to tragedy and despair and depression, or he could emerge down the one fork that says, what the enemy, what you meant for evil, God intended for good. Palm Sunday, and disappointments, fork in the road. Elijah, prophet, he, uh, he goes and he has this moment. Imagine up on Fire Mountain, we call the leaders of Round Rock that are, you know, let's say pagan worshipers, and we go up there and go, hey, we're going to show you something. Mount Carmel in the Bible, and we're going to show you how our God is true and your God or gods are, are false. And they set up this, this, this altar, and we know the story that, Fire comes from heaven and consumes the altar and the water and all of that around it. And then Elijah runs for his life. And he ends up in a place of despair and disappointment, running, wondering whether he's going to live or not. And he says this, God, there's no prophets left in the land. Why don't you just kill me? Just take my life. Do you think there was any disappointment there? <laughs> I mean, come on. If, if we were up on fire mountain and fire from heaven shoots down and like consume, you know, takes out trees and everything we're going, and people are watching, I go, woo! And the next minute you're going, just take my life. There's definitely a fork there and some disappointment. Come into the New Testament, and there's a rich man. 
Kind of like us. We're a rich culture, aren't we? We have a lot. We have a lot to live for, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're blessed. You have. You've been provided for. God has been faithful, right? Okay. And this rich man comes to Jesus. What must I, what must I do to inherit you know, eternal life and to follow you? And Jesus goes, I need you to go and sell all your belongings and possessions. And I want you to come and follow me. And what does scripture say that he did? He went away what? He went away sad and disappointed because he had much wealth and he couldn't do it. He couldn't follow. The fork got him and he went the wrong direction. Uh, Scripture, I've been teaching through a series on identity and called Knowing You and we know the Apostle Paul had to, had to at times in his humanity go, God, I'm a little disappointed. I've been writing to people in churches and I've been telling them that you're coming back. But here's the problem. You're not right now coming back. And I'm wondering why. Why aren't you coming back? And why aren't you uh, bringing respite to these people that are you know, dying for your kingdom and for your sake, all of that? And, and Paul, Paul, in the midst of that, those forks in which he could have went and just been like, okay, Corinthians, or okay, Ephesians, or okay, Philippians, hey, you people, just jump off the cliff. It's over. But he didn't do that. In his disappointment, he chose to glorify and honor God regardless. So then we come to Palm Sunday, and we come to Matthew chapter 21, and I want you to turn in your Bibles, and you can follow along online with us, and, and, and uh, this, this uh, story is one of immense, obviously, biblical prophecy coming forth and all of that, and, and Jesus is revealing some things, and let's look at it. Matthew chapter 21 and verses 1 through 11. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. And Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there and its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, just say, The Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, Tell the people of Jerusalem, Look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. (laughs) Now, okay. You're the Messiah. You're the rescuer. You're the savior, okay? And, and coming on a donkey undoubtedly to fulfill biblical prophecy, but I don't know about you, but I'm not wanting my king to be riding in a Volkswagen bug. And maybe today if we're going, hey, we've got a leader, our leader is going to save the greater Austin area, or bigger yet, going to save the United States. And all of a sudden, we're like, here he comes, here he comes, here he comes. And he's sitting 
in just a jalopy of a vehicle, and you're going, maybe that tells us something. But it didn't stop. It didn't stop the people. But, but in my mind, I would be thinking that, you know, maybe a Maserati, you know, maybe a Lamborghini, Maybe, maybe what you know, what, what, whatever it is, and uh, a really cool Rolls Royce, a stallion. This is the king. This is how kings come. They come on stallions, but not Jesus. And he comes humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The people. Jerusalem, look, your king is coming. He's humble, riding on this donkey, riding on a colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded, and they brought the donkey and the colt to him, and they threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. What did it represent? That he was coming on a colt? It was hum- humility, prophetic, coming into Jerusalem. And most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road, and Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. And the entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this? They asked. And of course, others knew. We know who this is. And the crowd replied, it's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And now, we understand in hindsight what's taking place here. Jesus was coming in, and it was portraying victory and triumph Hosanna, Savior, Rescuer, from what? Rescuer from what? Roman rule. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, he's, he's on a colt and he's got a donkey and this doesn't quite fit the bill of what we were thinking. But, Hosanna, victorious, he is the rescuer, the Messiah. And this is what we've been waiting. We, he's going to rescue us from the Roman rule, and we're going to be freed, and no longer are we going to be oppressed. And we're going to, in fact, we're going to demolish them, or we're going to be let go. It's, it's good. And there's this Palm Sunday fork in the road. Messiah that God had promised to the Jews. And the Jews wanted Jesus. The Jews wanted Jesus. Except, of course, the religious elite and all of that were wrestling with all of that and wanted to kill him. But they wanted Jesus to be their king, and they adored him. The crowds adored Jesus. But most people didn't understand what kind of king Jesus would be. They wanted this political, military leader who would free them from this tyranny of Roman rule and the kingdom of God is not of this world, is it? The kingdom of God is not in swords physically, but is spiritual. And he came to do what? To forgive people of their sins, set captives free, heal those that are broken, 
bring sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, you name it. But the Romans, or but the Jews, had this picture that they were going to be freed from this tyranny. It's a spiritual kingdom. Jesus' kingdom is a spiritual kingdom that is now growing in the hearts of who? Us, who put their faith and trust in God. So, this last week, as <laughs> smoke rolls out of my weed whacker, not my weed whacker, my blower, though that probably is next. In fact, I'm going, Lord, what is it that, that, that I'm needing to share through the triumphal entry? And the Lord just spoke to me and he said, I think you're disappointed. And you're at a fork in the road. And you need to share it. And so, and, and this is what um, the Lord spoke to me. Is he goes, think about where you were with, with new hope. A little over a year ago. You remember, I, I was shooting from home, you know, doing the palms, you know, and all of that type of stuff. And I was, we were going live, we were live streaming and, and all of that. And I remember, I remember thinking, oh man, we were going to have a great Easter Sunday. You know, it was going to be wonderful. And we were anticipating uh, a lot of people coming out. And I'm like, whoever thought that we would be doing Easter Sunday from my house, right? I mean, who, who thought that their businesses would close down, right? Or that they would go, have to go remote, or that they, they, they would even some have closed down. What, what, what in COVID has disappointed you? Curious. Is there anything in COVID that has disappointed you? No hugs. Some of, some of the anti-huggers are going, what a blessing. What else? Yes. Those online, it's that uh, a child that misses out on like kindergarten, which is a big deal. And, you know, sending your child off for the first day and all of that. But no, now it's all at home. What else? Canceled trips, celebrations, all of that. Yeah, Ayla. Yeah, you can't see your friends. Disappointments. And so, so we have these things that are spinning and have been spinning in culture. And, and the Lord goes, but in the midst of it, I have a plan. And I'm going, well, well what is that plan and I can just say authentically today that my marriage is better ever than my marriage has ever been. We spent times walking together, talking together, times where we had, um, there's also been the flip side of families that <laughs> were running at breakneck pace, actually had some dinners together. What good has come out of COVID? I just stated a few things. What else? Getting to know your neighbors. Yeah. You can do that online too. What, 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 is, what is going on that you go good or, or, or bad or whatever? What else? What's good? Yeah. 
Yeah, the business world has come together in a, in a way that, that you go, it, maybe it wouldn't have come together had we not faced this. And of course, I want to say this for those listening and those, those here, is there's a lot of tragedy that has come out of COVID for sure. There's a lot of loss and people have lost loved ones and friends and, and coworkers and so forth. So, so I, we don't, we don't just push that aside and go, we're not going to look at that. We get that there's, there's some significant sadness and disappointment. And so as I've been praying about, as I've been praying about New Hope and the, uh, the future of New Hope, and many of you know that we have, we have been praying as leaders to go, okay, God, where are you leading, where are you directing, and what are you doing? And, and the Lord just spoke to me this. He said, are you willing to face the fork that may be disappointing for your norm? It may be disappointing for what you think New Hope 365 should do or where it should go. But are you willing to trust me regardless? Regardless at that fork when you go and you go, wait, 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 God, what is it? Because here's the deal. When I'm talking to people, they're going, Arch, we don't know whether we have 50% of people that will come back or 20% of people that will come back. We and here's what people are telling to me in church and pastors. They're going, they're going um, do you really want to just go back to normal? Do you just really want to go back to normal? Meaning this is how we've done it. This is the way it's always been done. The way it's always been talked about. The way you've done life and all of that. Or do you want something fresh? Do you want something fresh? And I'm going, huh, yeah, I want something fresh. I want something new, God. I don't want to just go through. I've been doing this for a long time, and there's been a lot of good. But God, I don't want it. It's not about me. And, and God, it's not even so much about us. It's about your kingdom come and your will be done. Your kingdom come and your will be done. And so this triumphal entry has led me to the place of going, okay, if there's that fork, and I can go down this road. In fact, what did the disciples, many of them do? They abandoned Jesus. They denied Jesus. The crowds fled. He went, we know, as a cross. He went to the cross and, and all of that. But what happened is that people, can you imagine? There, I mean, in fact, even after his death and, and even after his resurrection, they're hiding in a room wondering, what's going to happen to us now? And they got to be gone. And, he, and here's the thing. Jesus told them, told them in advance, this is what's going to happen. But nobody was listening. And so what I'm asking us to do as a church and for those of you online is I'm asking us now to pray with us leaders. And, and here's the thing, because we're a family, we're a you know, small group. If you're in this room, more than likely you're a leader <laughs> at some level. And I'm asking us to pray, God, will you show us what it is that you want to do? And God, if it doesn't match up to what my expectations were or my thoughts or my ways, I'm going to not live a life down the fork of what disappointment, but I'm going to go down the road of the fork of trusting you that God, you are faithful and you'll come through for us. You'll come through for us. And so this is to me, as the Lord planted this in my soul, this is the journey of New Hope 365 as we 
really are pursuing, we as leaders and you collectively as leaders, those of you online, would you be praying for us because we don't just want to go through the motions anymore? So, all right. Will you bow your head and close your eyes? In fact, I'm going to do, I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. I know I'm pulling a fast one on you guys. And online, you just bear with us. But everybody just bow your head, close your eyes. And um, I'm going to have you pick whatever song you want to pick. Just to wrap up today. This is um, Easter Sunday next week. We're believing. In fact, I think it's going to feel, I I really believe it's going to feel pretty big because of the way things have, have been. But Lord, right now, we ask for you, oh God, to take that you, you take the reins. You, you, hold, you hold the future in your hands. You, God, nothing shocks you. Nothing, nothing all of a sudden comes across your way and you're like, oh man, that one blew me away. You, God, no. But oftentimes we have expectations of the way things should be. And when our expectations aren't met, we go down a fork that's disappointing. And we live in that despair, just like the the people in the New Testament and with Jesus and what was taking place, they were disappointed because they had a thought of the way, they had a thought of the way things were supposed to be, overcome the Roman rule, the tyranny, all of that. But Jesus, you had a different plan. And we leaders want to know what your plan is. And we trust the outcomes to you, God. We trust the outcomes to you. And we ask for you to reveal that to us. And we, this, this, this is what I prefer. Would you do it soon? Would you show us God coming out of COVID and into, into this, what I'm really understanding as a new era for new hope, whatever that may look like, that God, whatever the outcomes may be, we are trusting you. And all of our preconceived notions, all of our preconceived ideas, all the way, that God, we will set that aside to go, if that's what you want, God, if that's what you desire, I'm willing to go down that fork. Help us, God. Scripture is just riddled with situations where people were disappointed but then I hear these words from you but God but God you came through and you are faithful so thank you Jesus have your way right now those online those in this room great is your faithfulness would you stand thank you for listening to today's message If you want to dive deeper, join Pastor Jason on Tuesday mornings at 1130 for the Truthcast on Instagram Live. And of course, you can access our sermons, devotional series and podcasts, as well as music and lesson videos for children and families right from the New Hope 365 app available in any app store.